You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders Undercover Capes, and welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. Today, exciting episode. We got two amazing people here. First up, we're going to be talking to the president and publisher of Interpop Comics, right? Along with their group editor, let me introduce Brian, David, Marshall, and Rachel Gluckstern. Rachel G, I like it like that. Yo, what's going on? You're queen girl. Oh, Rachel G, son. <laughs> when I type it out, it covers my my pretty face up, so. Uh, there we go. So how are you guys doing today? After that intro, I'm doing great. Yeah, really. <laughs> Who needs I'm coffee? Right? I, I, I always I'm, need coffee, but <laughs> I'm an OG New Yorker, man. I, I I drink black coffee, and it's just I live with it inside my body. I guess you cut me, I bleed black. You know, no sugar. <laughs> same, same, same. Alrighty, folks, let's talk here because I know that back in the July 17th, you got like an awesome bar party about this awesome uh, title, comic universe emergence. It was NFTs, all this awesomeness and stuff. But before we get into that awesomeness of the emergence comic books and, and, and all that goodness, let's talk about the development of Interpop. What's Interpop? How did Interpop come into play? A little bit about that. Sure. So uh, Interpop is a company building digital collectibles on the Tezos blockchain. So we're building NFTs. Uh, You know, we use the term minting responsibly because uh, (laughs) there's, there's a lot of misconceptions about NFTs. And uh, one of the reasons both Rachel and I uh, are are here and and why we're working with Tezos is because when you, uh, it's a clean, what we would call a clean blockchain. And uh, you know, it's basically 10 million times, more energy efficient than uh, a lot of the blockchains that have caused some of the misconceptions out there about NFTs. Um, and then the other thing that we're, we're looking to do is, you know, rather than just uh, making images that you can own, we want people to own their digital comics. We want people to own their digital game pieces. We want people to own their digital, you know, media. Um, you know, we, we're all used to this idea that, you know, we, we go into a free to play game and we spend money. Or we go into uh, you know a comics portal and we spend money, but what are we buying? What do we own? What what? Where, where, I'm a collector. I love you know. I never sell anything, Al, but I like to know that I can. Yes, agreed, <laughs> agreed. When you need it, I and mean, that's my. Right. Thing. I don't really want to sell my stuff, but hey, when there comes a need, I know that I have this alternate investment option in here that people <laughs> look into and like, hey, oh, you know, I could be okay. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that was really the, the motivation. Um, as I, as I started, we started looking at building games and, and, and comics in, in this digital space. And oh, this what's new- own though? <laughs> what do you mean by own? Am I going to get a physical product? Is it a downloadable product that I'm going to own? What am I owning? Well, you, what you do is you own a token okay. that, that right. says this is a unique, uh, copy of oh, okay. this comic or this card. You know, this is the where it was, you know, minted in order. This is, you know, this is this unique thing. And uh, you you own that asset. So, you know, think about um, buying a digital comic. Um, it's, it's the same experience that you might have buying a digital comic on another platform, but you own it. It's in your wallet. You could say, 
hey, Rachel, I know you like this comic. Let me let me transfer this to you. I think you'll love it. Or you could sell it or you could trade it. Um, so it's, it's basically, um, some of the stuff we, we've, we've become familiar with, but now you have some agency over what happens to it once you own it. Gotcha. And, and like, do I choose my wallet? I could use any wallet or do you guys have a specific wallet? We, we have a specific wallet right now that we use uh, in all of our, uh, in all of our platforms. But uh, you can, you know, you can, you can move stuff around as you see fit, right? If and, you're a more sophisticated user. Got it. So you have a user interface where I could see all of this and store my goodies and whatnot and, and transactions. And, 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 and is there a community involved behind that, you know, w- within that, the landscape of Interpop as well? Sure. We have a, we have a Discord channel uh, where people, cool. uh, you know, engage and talk and, you know, tell us what they're thinking and ask us questions about how things work. Um, you know, there's, you know, obviously, you know, social media has been a big, uh, a big place for people to engage with us and and to talk about things. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we've also, we've also done some virtual events. You know, you, you mentioned block party. We did a, we did a big convention in, uh, on a platform called Topia, which is kind of like imagine zoom, but you actually need to walk up to someone to talk to them. Like it was real life. Oh, word. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was really super cool. We had a bunch of creators there and we had, how did you stumble upon Uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, we were just using a lot of different meeting platforms when we got started. You know, we this company has been spun up almost entirely during a pandemic. So, you know, a lot of our and then this was a platform we found and we we really liked it. And we started talking to some of the people there. And we were like, we should throw a comic convention. And they were like, yeah, we should throw a comic convention. And it was, uh, yeah, it was super cool. And so we're going to be we're going to be doing some more stuff there in the future as well. But what led to the creation of Interpop? What was the day you said, I need to do something, or I want to do something? What was that entrepreneurial spark that that, that started, you know, the Interpop? I feel that <laughs> has been Brian's lifelong thing. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, I, I've been, uh, you know, I, I published comics when I was much younger. I've, I've written comics. I, I've designed games. I've worked in games. Uh, I've, you know, been in the collectible space you know, physical collectibles. Uh, and at some point when, uh, about two years ago, when, when I was starting to work on a game, a digital game with somebody, um, they expressed the idea that, you know, maybe these game pieces could be NFTs. And I'm like, what's an NFT, right? You know, that was the first time. Are you insulting me? Someone had put those letters in sequence, you know, that sequence for the first time to me, right? You know, I was like, what? And we started talking about it and I was, you know, pretty skeptical, but, uh, you know, as we talked, I, I, it, it made sense to me as someone who's a collector that, you know, and someone who, who doesn't find that same, um, experience from the digital that I, that I get out of physical collecting. And so we started, we started with a trading card game. Uh, and then as we started talking about the things that you could do in the space, it became more and more exciting to me and, and, to, and to the people we were working with. And uh, we realized, you know, we wanted to do do this with digital comics. Nobody was doing that at, at this point, and uh, we we th- we thought it was really exciting. And uh, I, you know, have known Rachel uh, for a long time, and uh, was excited about the opportunity to um, bring her onto our adventure and say, "Hey, here's this universe of superheroes that we want to tell these NFT stories about." And she said cool 
you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, she's, uh, and she's run with that ever since and, and, and turned it into this really exciting um, comic book line, right? Where we have, we have multiple comics going right now. We have multiple characters launched. We have people able to read those comics for free if they want, but we also have um, people able to buy limited edition collectibles and people able to buy more lower priced collectible versions that let them vote on the content of our comics. Oh, we're and, nice. And on that Jason Todd level, I hope they're not killing anybody. <laughs> we will. We will. Uh, Funny you we, should say that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I love it. It's gonna be. It sounds like so much fun, you know. And you're talking about that universe of characters, and I want to, you know, start getting into Rachel. Uh, have you always been a comic fan, Rachel? Is is this like stuff that was right up your alley? Well, yeah. Um... I, I come from a proud line of geeks. Uh, my uncle collected marbles in the, you know, in the seventies, my dad had a ton of books on comics history. Uh, my mom used to collect Thor, which I always have to say, otherwise she gets uh, very indignant. <laughs> so I, I grew up very steeped in uh, comic books and superheroes. That's amazing. And, um, the history and, uh, when I was in college, I decided I was A, going to be an editor, B, be a comic book editor. And that was. So you knew clear cut then that yeah. you wanted to be an editor. And yes. what, what was it? What was it about that, the editorial part that, that made you want to, you know, really dig into that side of the business? Well, my mom was an editor. So again, just kind of a family business, I think. Okay. Um, although we went in wildly different industries. Um, but. I can't, I can't draw <laughs> and I'm an okay writer, but an editor doesn't have to write or draw, which I'm sure is making my artists and writers very happy to hear right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, um, an editor is able to help bring out the best in these talented people and, help develop the characters to be the most interesting, fully fleshed versions that they can be and just be in it from pitch to publication. It's, you know, you, you are never done with an issue. Uh, well, you, you are eventually it goes out of your hands and into the reader's hands, but it feels like you're never done. <laughs> How did you feel when Brian reached out to you with this opportunity, you know, to, to be here in the start of a brand spanking new universe? Oh man, I was so excited about the universe. You know, I read all the character concepts he had, and I was like, "Oh wow, there's so much we could do with this." Um, and what's important to me is that um, we tell stories that are fun, that are contemporary, that have people in costumes. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Right. That seems to be sort of a lost thing at the moment. And uh, I, I write totally superheroes because they have cool costumes. That's part of it. Um, but it was just, there were so many fun concepts that Brian had put together and I w was so excited to be able to, you know, present them to the public. Awesome. And, and Brian, man, what were you digging in? Cause look at this, panel here and who's your artist i mean how did you build this squad well well rachel's put together the squad 
So you uh, put the squat. Talk about it, kiddo. Wait up, wait up. How you put the squat? Because this page is gorgeous. And who is this character? This is uh, the character Shimmerstorm. Uh, she can create multiple copies of herself. Um, she has a little complicated relationship with time. Some of these copies are things are versions of her that might have made a different choice in time, kind of a sliding doors type of thing. Um, and this was one of our variant covers for the Zero issue, done by the amazing Mike and Laura Allreds. Woo! The Allreds are just ill people. Ill. Jesus Christ, extremely talented. My God. Oh, they were so nice. Mike is the sweetest, and I mean, look at this cover. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a hook- perfect like little yeah. vignette for this character. Really, and how did you even beautiful. hook up with, with, with the Allreds for this? That's awesome. Uh, we follow each other on Twitter. <laughs> oh, see, no Twitter. See, people say Twitter. No, it's not. If you if you stay out of the drama, it's a, it's a nice place. <laughs> it is. Uh, I I have enjoyed the network I've developed over the years, and yes, you know, yes, agreed. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I was at DC for over ten years. Oh wow, really? Yeah. No, 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 what was the tenure? Uh, what, what years? Came on board late 2004, and then left in 2015 when they uh, they moved. Eh? When they moved, I could have gone with them, but oh, I felt. Why, why didn't you? Oh. Well, I felt if I was going to do anything else with my career, that was the time to do it. Right. Nice. That was the that, that was the do or die moment for you. Pretty much. You know what? I love it. You, <laughs> you remember the moment, but that's great because look what you've working on now. Jeez. Yeah. I, re- I don't think I would have had this chance if I'd gone to Burbank. So um, I worked at DC and I loved it and I worked on some cool stuff, but um, I'm glad I took the chance to spin out when I did. That's good. You see folks take a chance. Yo, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Sometimes that, that thing that happened in life is just a sign, right? <laughs> you yeah, have and, and, som- and sometimes being scared tell- just is telling you that, what you're doing and what you're on the brink of is exciting right. and would be meaningful to you if you accomplish it. So sometimes being scared is fine. It's crazy. Yeah, sometimes I'm scared. Shit, I get scared a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm about to do. All right. So who's this character? Because this looks fire too, yo. The heck. This is this is the cover, the main cover to um, the nine number zero. That character is the crime blotter. But uh, at the risk of spoiling the end of the first issue there, he's also the time blotter. Uh, and he is a, a central character in our universe. And the art for this cover is by Steve Ellis, who's had um, Steve, Steve, someone I've worked with for a long time and, and someone who has um, set the visual tempo for this universe on, on a lot of the characters and, and, and settings. And so crime, crime blotter is a character that, that he and I both, uh, have a a pretty deep affection for in in this uh, in this world. Steve is Steve is also the artist on our ensemble team book, The Nine, where Time Blotter has been kind of tasked to assemble a group of people, nine of them, himself included, and uh, that's not going to be easy for him. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Oh, who this? Look at that. That's the oh. Devastatrix. Devastatrix. Sound like kick my ass. She she probably could. She is. She can look at her. (laughs) 
She is uh, she's actually um, a former romantic attachment of of the crime blotter. They were part of a superhero team called the Upstarts that is no longer together. Uh, Devastatrix and, and crime blotter are no longer together either, which which may be part of why that team is no longer together. Um, and and uh, the Devastatrix has gone a, a different route on being a superhero. She decided, you know, that fighting crime wasn't quite where she wanted to be. So she formed a, a superhero fighting league where she's able to work with heroes, uh, you know, superpowered beings to, you know, be entertainers. And, you know, she actually works within the criminal justice system to actually re- rehabilitate criminals to, um, use their powers in a more productive way and not have to be just like a good guy or a bad guy. You, you can know? think of it as her running a sports entertainment league. You know what I'm thinking <laughs> here? Like she's the perfect match for booster. <laughs> Cause booster is all about the marketing and the money, man. There you, you have a star client right there and booster. If you ever, they would let him go. Wow. Yeah. And this funny. is, this is, this is another variant cover from the, the zero issue. And this is, uh, by Amanda Connor and Alex Sinclair. Jeez, yeah, Connor. Amanda rants a lot on Twitter. Yeah, she's awesome, yo. She's a boss, son. Yeah, she's, am... she's one of my favorite comic artists of all time. Yeah, her and Jimmy. I, I told them once because uh, we were doing the repop uh, thing, right? And I, I saw them there and I said, like, yo, you guys are the Jay Z and Beyonce of comics, you know? <laughs> the comics royalty. They thought it done. And I never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a good comparison though. Yeah, they are. They're the rock stars of comic, you know, as a couple, they really are. Ooh, who this? This is fuego <laughs> too. My God, look at this, vicious. This is one of my favorite characters. But spoilers, he's dead. He's dead. Damn. <laughs> we start out uh, with him dead. This is uh, the villain, uh, Phaeton, and he's really just a kid. You know, he's like sixteen or so. At 16, looking that evil? Jeez, yo, this is like 90s New York all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This cover is by the amazing Yuko Shimizu. Um, And, you know, she is a fine artist. Like, literally, she is a fine artist. But also an artist of fine work. Um, But we we were together on a Batman cover one time. And she has done a lot of work for Vertigo. And I think she's her work is just so incredible, and she really captured the intensity because he is a kid and he has these powers, but they got the better of him, and something had to be done, and that's why he's dead. Wow, yo, this is amazing! Is he going to be part of the nine or something? Well, yeah, he he's one of the, he is supposed to be one of the nine, but how's yeah. that going to work? Yeah, especially <laughs> with the other dude's attitude. Hey, oh, dope. Oh, my God. I love that how, how this is like a very explosive looking cover. Love it. Especially yes. that, that design in the background. Love it. Who this? Well, this, this is Peyton's father. Yeah. Professor Helios, formerly Helios. He's one of the first superheroes in this universe, member of a team called the Genesis Squadron. Uh, and this uh, this cover is by David Lapham. Oh uh, man, you got these legends, kiddo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh I've known I've known David for a long time. I was really excited to get a chance uh to to have him uh lend his talents to this to this universe uh for this cover. So uh re- really exciting 
to have that happen. It was a murderer's row of variant cover artists for this. And we, we've continued that because we have uh, three variant covers for every issue we put out. So we are nice constantly bringing in new artists or working with old favorites again. That is, yeah, listen, that art is, is just amazing. I am so digging it. So if people want to get their hands, though, I mean, you have, do you have physical copies? These are digital copies. What's popping? What's the story here with the, with the access? So if you go to interpopcomics.com, uh, you can, uh, A, you can read, eventually read all of our stories for free if you, if you want, right? You can go there uh, and the stories are serialized in eight-page chapters every week. And uh, so like once a comic comes out as an NFT, starting the next week, we begin serializing that chapter by chapter and it's available for people to read for free. Um, if people want to... Uh, actually own one of the comics or own one of the comics with a, a you know limited edition variant cover, then they can, within the comics reader, right? There you go, interpopcomics.com. They can just go there and uh, and purchase one of the comics pretty easily. It feels like the same thing, you know, a, a very traditional web experience. It's not intimidating. It's not, you know crazy crypto protocols, um, you know, that's all there, but you don't see it, right? It's, it's, uh, it's a really well-designed experience. And then you can also, uh, as each new comic comes out, you can buy it that week. It's generally under $10 USD. The price fluctuates a little bit based okay. on the value of, of Tezos at the time. But okay. you can buy one of those comics and then there'll be an opportunity for you as the owner of one of those comics to vote on something that's going to happen in an upcoming issue. Oh, so we've had people. So the is, is it? It's the next issue of the nine, Rachel, where the cover was voted on by fans. Is that correct? Yes, the nine number two. It comes out this week, and the main cover was done by Steve Ellis. And fans looked at three cover sketches and voted on which one would be the winning sketch. Uh, I think we created a bias part by naming the winning sketch Murder Board because who wouldn't want to vote for something called Murder Board? But it was it was my favorite sketch, so I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and then we we have an anthology title called Emergence Presents, and there's three characters that get featured in in each uh, issue, which has been really exciting because we've gotten to work with a number of really exciting. Uh, talents you, here. You can see the the list of people who worked on this: Alex Segura, Stuart Moore, Jeez. Eric Anthony oh. Glover, um, Jason Jason Masters, Daniela um, Aferni, and John Amore. John Amore, by the way, has been a revelation to me. He's oh. like one of my favorite new artists. I mean, I don't think he's new. He didn't just suddenly pop into existence with our story. <laughs> but like, this is the first time I really got to see his work, and I'm. Uh, Absolutely in love with his stuff. Great, uh, you know, great. Uh, a great story. Uh, I, you know, he and Alex did uh, for for Mazer, which is that sort of oh, fuchsia. You my mind. Their- you read my mind. Who's Mazer? He looks pretty cool. I like the color scheme. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, with the, these covers, um, each week that the new free chapter is presented, we gray out the character who's not being the characters oh, okay. who are not being featured and we leave the one in color who is 
So this oh, one really I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. Even for real traditional comics, too. You could do that. If the focus, tell us the truth, folks. There's so much cover bait. Right. You know, they had nothing to do with the story. That's going on here. So what's very exciting, uh, if you go down, if you keep scrolling down, so that was our first issue of Emergence Presents. We said we asked readers to vote on which character from that anthology should return first. As you can see, the Abyss was the big winner. He's the big red cloak, mysterious guy. Oh, nice. And he will be returning in Emergence Presents number three. That's how fast we are incorporating these things. Wow. So how, how, how long, how does the team work? How do you get those, that, that work? I mean, is, is the team all over the place? How do you handle your EIC duties? You know, how quick is the turnaround? Uh, the turnaround is fast. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The, the thing is, the voting only works because it is a digital comics process. So um, if it was print publication, there's so much more time in advance, I'd have to prep you know, everything for the printer. But because we are doing it digitally, um, we can work with the voting segment, which run, which is live for one week after the comic comes out. Okay. And uh, incorporate the feedback from that vote. Excellent. Now, I want to ask here, because you, know, you guys are talking about past teams, the Upstars, the Genesis Squad. Yo, are we going to get any more books that focuses on that history? Because I love that you guys already, you know, you said in, in the now, but you already have a past legacy. Like, what? There's a whole new universe. There's a past? What's going on? I want to know. Well, if readers demand it, anything's possible. So, so yeah, I mean, let, let us know. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I, 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 as that I loved as a kid reading comics and even as an adult reading comics was jumping into a book sort of midstream, right? And you'd pick it up and you'd be like, and there'd be like editor's notes and, oh, you know, as you know, in issue 122 of Amazing Spider-Man, this happened, right? And I, I loved that sort of, you know, feeling your way around the fog of war of this kind of vast universe and uncovering this history. And we, we really, while we're telling very distinct stories in the now, we definitely wanted people to have that experience that there is a lot going on here. There's a lot beneath the surface. There's a lot to explore. And, you know, there's a lot of chickens that are going to come home to roost for these characters from their past actions and, and from their past interactions. And uh, we're, we, we will, we will tell the stories of, of where those chickens had wandered off to before they came back. So, <laughs> I can't wait. So what what's next for, for Interpop, the emergence? What are the next few projects that people are can, can anticipate it, or any new parties? What's popping? Well, the biggest thing yeah. I'm excited about is uh, next week, 1027, we will launch our team solo title, uh, hashtag Zoe MG. Zoe MG. Oh. <laughs> she is... Uh, a, the social media influencer of, of this world. Um, her powers allow her to influence other people's emotions, which can wade into some very interesting ethical discussions. But she will be our third title. We launched um, 
we had we had our zero issue in July. Then we launched Emergence Presents in August, the nine in September, and now Zoe MG at the end of October. And that will be our line going forward for a while. Yeah, and, and Zoe, Zoe is we're really excited about it. Um, we have Danielle Page writing it. Danielle's a New York Times bestselling author. She did the uh, Mira graphic novel for DC Comics. She's um, she's a fantastic voice. And uh, there's no better person to uh, write a comic about a teenage girl superhero. Oh, she uh, gets it so good. She's so she's great. perfect, and and you know she's she's pretty good about she knows her social media too. And then um, you know we were really struggling to find the perfect artist for this, right? Because this is this is a um, a really uniquely visual character and uh, there's a lot of expression that needs to come across. There's a lot of emotion and, and Rachel um, has, is, is really like kind of went out and, 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 and signed one of the hot new rookies of the year. Right? Like <laughs> this, this is like first round draft pick material, Rachel, uh, who, who is drawing this book for us? Oh, I'm super excited. This is the artist PJ Kawa. Uh, um, and this might be his Ooh. first ongoing series. Wow! But he really fantastic, a, a perfect fit for this material. So good. Oh, I cannot wait. Uh, uh, so again, that's on the twenty seventh of this month. That's dropping. Yep. And so on, on that date, you'll be able to um, purchase a copy of that comic, which would be like around nine or ten dollars US. Or some some amount of Tezos, or if you wait until the following week, and, and we totally we're totally on board with you waiting, um, you can start reading it week by week for free, all at interpopcomics.com. So so the following Wednesday we'll drop the first chapter um, in our free to read format, and then we'll also each of those weeks we'll also be releasing very limited edition variant covers. Uh, of that comic. So, you know, if you're, if you're like, Hey, I just want to read this, then you can do that. If you're like, Hey, I just want to spend a not small amount of money on this really cool digital collectible. You can also do that. But then if you're also like, Hey, I want to, I want to buy this and I want to vote on something that's happening in the comic. And I want to sort of shape the way this comic looks going forward, then you can do that as well. And And that's kind of like the, the way we've positioned this, you know, we, we don't want it to feel like, People are just um, priced out uh, of, of enjoying these comics. You could always just read them. We're, we're super happy to put them out there for you like that. And do you foresee a future where maybe going to get some animation, some film, something else out of this bad boy? Or what? Are we looking at that far ahead right now? <laughs> Dream. Uh, we we would, uh, you know, that that's certainly something we we would love to do. But I think first and foremost. You know, uh, you know. Speaking for Rachel, we we love comics, and we just want to tell the best yeah, comic yeah, stories yeah. we can tell. Um, given this unique opportunity to, to to engage with fans and to have those fans shape the way things work, um, you know, and and if if things work out that way in the future, that would be amazing, and I think we would all be thrilled. But really, we just want to we just want to tell great stories and let as many people as possible read them. Thank you. Preach, preach. That's the good stuff. Exactly. That's what we're looking for. We don't need nothing else but good stories that take us out of this world for a moment. 
This is oh yeah, this is this TV. is definitely a, a different <laughs> world. I'm digging it. So my last question here is like, you know, are you guys gonna make any um convention appearances for the rest of the year? Or is that something, you know, or, or in 2022? Any plans? So so I could tell you I, I did some comic convention adjacent stuff for New York Comic Con, which was my first. I went to a party, I had lunch with some people, I saw Rachel for maybe the second time. <laughs> in, in, in her tenure with the company, um, and I, and I think we are um, we're we're looking at a calendar of events for for 2022 and That's thinking fine. about what we can do. Um, you know, a lot of it'll depend on where the world is in terms of you know a, a pandemic and, and other things and and how um, you know, responsible, how responsibly we feel we can go out and interact with the world. Um, but that's certainly something that we want to do. And we, we can't really, we can't wait to take the sort of emergence and interpop story out on the road and, and meet comic fans and talk to them about it in person. Definitely. Cause I know podcasts and vidcasts are great platforms, but nothing's better than meeting people one-on-one and you tell them, you know, face, this is what's going on. And they feel it. And, you know, they see it, what you showing them. Oh my God. I think that that would be such a great benefit to Interpop. I want to see this blow up because I like, love how the titles look. You know, art is amazing. I mean, the pricing is fantastic. And again, you also gain people acclimated to this new digital realm of collections, which, which I'm digging. You know, so is there also education behind this on the Interpop platform for people that are newbies in, into the world of NFTs? You know, that's a that's a great question. There, there is not. I mean, we've really relied on the the Discord uh, for a lot of that discussion and education. But we we do have an FAQ on the page. But um, I think we are going to be um, in the next couple of months. We're going to be rolling out a podcast about what we're doing and we're, we're also going to be um, releasing some video content in connection with, with comics and games. So uh, it's certainly something we've, we've been just so busy getting this all built, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and there's, and there's uh, yeah, there's definitely some more educational materials that we could be putting out there because it is, it is, it is, there's, there's a lot of information out there. Not all of it is accurate about yeah. NFTs and uh, we, we certainly want to continue to have that dialogue with people. And we're certainly always open to um, hearing people and talking to them about it. Because I love, as you said, minting responsibly. This is why I want people to understand, get educated, because you guys are doing some fun stuff, good stuff. You have a great original comic book universe, something we need. Oh, like the, what was that? The onion set rated O for original? <laughs> you know? <laughs> What what I do want to add to Brian's point is uh, in getting all this up and running, at the very least, we've tried to make the site as new reader friendly as possible. You don't have to be a tech person to understand how to work it. You just sign in with one of your existing accounts, you know, your Google or your Twitter, and uh, it's seamless from there. So we've uh, we've tried to make it as frictionless uh, an experience as possible. And thank you on behalf of those that are not technically inclined. Hopefully that will reduce the <laughs> amount of calls that I get. How do you do this again? Oh my God, I got to show you again for the 10th time. 
<laughs> Wait, we can we can call you for that stuff, Al, because we will. Oh, we, oh. we we always have technical <laughs> questions about things. Let me tell you, I am my team's IT, so I'm not just the boss. I'm also the IT department. You know, any hey, the email, the site, oh the 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 WordPress. Oh my God, guys, please killing me. Right. I love it though. This is part of the entrepreneurial journey, as you said. You keep busy. You you understand. You know, there's so many yeah. things that happen, and but the journey is fun. So long as you keep a level head and you keep your eye on the goal, it's just going to happen, you know? So all I wish is uh, much success for the whole It's yeah. a Pop in the Emergence line. I see it. I see it, especially, you know, my people from the North. Where about get it done, kiddos? <laughs> I love it. You got Queens and Jersey in the house. I, I'm digging it. So, folks, let's do it one last time. I want you people to understand where you got to go to engage in this wonderful universe. Go visit the website at interpopcomics.com. You could also visit interpop.io. You know, more newsy, right? More bloggers, you said, right? And um, obviously, you can follow them on social, on Twitter, see everything that they're up to, and on Instagram. Okay, check out Rachel right here, the quickest editor from Queens ever, right there, Rachel G. <laughs> son. All right, and then of course follow Brian at Top Eight Games. All right. And oh, warning you, it's mostly just my cat cocktails and me talking about Squid Game. So that's that's all you get on that on that thread on that feed. I gotta get on the Squid Game thing. <laughs> I have not had the opportunity to sit down and watch this because my wife, you know, she's not she, she loves pop culture, but then not everything in it, you know. Sure. So she, if she sees one piece of cheese that she don't like, then nah, I'm good. I'm like, oh. <laughs> anyway, with that, folks, thank thank you, Brian. Thank you, Rachel. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. The outro tells you what to do. I'm Al Mega. Hasta la próxima. Thanks, Thanks, so much, Al. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.